Where are you guys from, actually? Trinidad and Tobago. Ah, yeah. so cool. So you didn't have any context for any no, of this nothing. before you came on? Oh uh, no, actually. No. No, like no. I don't think. But, but but your face is really familiar, though. Yeah, I've so. seen you around a few times, and I came to um, Cult Soap. I ah, think exactly. in November. Um, Bingy had told me to come because I went to see Neptune Frost when oh. they had the opening. And she was telling me about Cult Soup, which was the day after, so I went with my brother. Oh, I'm so glad she did. And yeah, it was nice. We walked in there and they were having a Zoom, like the first opening act was like a Zoom call. And the man is talking and I see the word Anansi and I'm like... It can't be a Nancy and Nancy. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah, I told this. you about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And then he starts talking and, you know, you could hear the Caribbean accent hidden, but it's the kind of, you know, Caribbean people like tone it down yeah. when you're in foreign. But when he starts to get excited now, like the full Trinidad was coming out <laughs> and I look at my brother and my brother looks at me and we're like, this man is Trinidadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Good cool. night. It's yeah. Aston. Well, Aston. Aston, yeah. Aston, yeah. 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 Change it. I mean, you can say Aston. 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 Like it. My mother, my, my mother loves French, so I'll say Aston. For <laughs> no, I could say Aston if you want. It's whatever. It's up to you. Really, so right? It's funny because it's not French, but my French name is Anaïs, but Aston sounds very oh, French Anaïs. accent. You're actually right because it, my mom is from Mali and in East Africa, they would say Aston, like mm. another intonation. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's right. That was the French accent saying Aston. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> but your French name is Anaïs. Okay. Exactly. I do know an Anaïs. That's the name of Chloe's sister. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Also French. Okay. Not my yeah. sister. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Jamila. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but so there's no context for you coming on here to chat with us at all, which is great. And I always say this because then we kind of get to know you from. For real. Yeah. yeah. Like just from the bottom up. You yeah. Know? Um, so yeah, so why don't you introduce yourself? Like, why don't you tell me a bit about you and like what you do? So my name is uh, Astan, Anais Astan. Um, I come originally from France. My mom is from Mali, West Africa. My dad comes from Alsace, which is the border with France and Germany. I was born in Paris, but I grew up in Toulouse. And in 2013, I discovered Berlin. And like most of the people, I came for little bit of time and then I stayed 10 years oh wow <laughs> it will be 10 years in September and uh, I'm an artistic performer and event curator uh, I make music I also do some acting and I work together with my partner on, on this fashion concept called uh, Casapio nice Casapio yeah so Casapio it means actually like um, the spirit of human clothing, or sometimes being of alien clothing, because we like to play with everything that's Afrofuturistic. Mm -hmm. But Ka actually, uh, in uh, like ancient Egyptians, he has, I think he has like several definitions, but like the strongest definition is spirit. Uh, and uh, Sap comes from so it's like it's a French Congolese art of dressing. Mm. And uh, sapio is for sapiens. Okay. Exactly. So we put it together. And uh, he's, uh, so Exosika Songo is the designer of this brand. And it's, um, so he's a visual artist. He's a dance performer and visual artist. And what he does is that he does collage, like analog collage with paper. And then it scans everything. And then we print everything on fabric, uh, like velvet, cotton, uh, cotton denim. And then we worked together with a tailor called Suleiman Mare, who's come from Burkina Faso, who is so incredible, so, so talented, and he, he makes the pieces. Okay. So this is really a project that started in, in Berlin. 
Okay. And that's the reason why you stayed so long? Uh, actually, yes. I mean, I came, he joined me later. Okay. He came like four years ago. But yes, now I have so many reasons to stay for sure. <laughs> Our daughter, the brand and the project are, are going well. But um, but the winter are getting hard though. Man. <laughs> we want to be in Africa for winters and we're starting to like... That's the dream. Yeah, that's the dream. Yeah. Because Berlin is great. I don't see myself living in Paris. Mm. I don't see myself living back home in Toulouse where my parents are. Um, so Berlin is great, but winter... Yeah, is Berlin is great. great in summer. Exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to do the same thing. I have the, the summers here and then winters in the Caribbean. Oh, my yeah, God. That's yeah. a dream. Yeah. Yeah. To the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, yeah, English, English part of the yeah, Caribbean. Yeah, English Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So your husband came here four years... He came here in 2019, so we met on Instagram. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then we we were speaking for like two months, uh, and then he came to visit, mm. but he didn't really had Berlin in mind at that time. He was working in Paris, and Paris has a lot to offer yeah. for artists also. Even it, it's another hustle compared to here, but it's so very interesting. But then he came to Berlin, and, and he really loved it, and Berlin loved him as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, we wanted to continue the relationship, so he decided to, to stay, uh, Yeah, which was a, a great decision. Okay, and you okay. Have a, I've seen your baby girl, yeah. cutest, cutest child running around, <laughs> like art exhibitions and stuff. Yes, yes. And so yes, she was yeah. born here, too. She was born here, yeah. yeah. Charlottenburg, Wilmersdorf. Mm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she's born here. Um, she goes to this kita called Sankofa. It's an Afrocentric kita in, here in Berlin. Yeah. So there she speaks English, French, and German. So she can learn everything okay nice. Really nice that's very cool it's really cool i'm very glad she's she's there yeah yeah, yeah. that's so good i think mm. about that all the time because i also see myself in berlin for, you know for the long run right um <clears throat> but then you think about the future and, and children and everything and then i'm thinking but if i have like children the entire family i mean from the trinidadian side is going to speak english you know um, are they going to grow up, speak? of course they'll grow up speaking German, but then how good is their English going to be? Is that going to be, you know, and trying to make sure there's not too much of a separation from heritage and home and family, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Because German is just so different from everything in the Caribbean, you know, we don't, we don't have... Nobody yeah, speaks German in the Caribbean, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> it's completely <laughs> different culture. Very different culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, how do you... And it's so far too, you yeah. know what I mean? Because then you think like... How do I maintain some sort of like, you know, at least between Germany and France, like they're mm. fairly, fairly close. But I guess like, yeah, the West Coast of Africa is also quite far. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but you, you got this. Honestly, if you speak uh, to your child at home and if your partner is also speaking the same language as you, then the kid will hear that. But that's my fear that I'm, that I'm with some German girl and then she's not speaking the same language as me and I'm the only one, you know? Okay, so and then yeah. I get left out, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. usually what happens in those couples is that the child understands the language, but he speaks German, but yeah. understands, for example, if it's Portuguese, whatever, they, they understand everything. But they answer in German. Yeah. But mm -hmm. that's going to be your call to make sure yeah, that yeah. you know where it's from. You have to be honest. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, <laughs> know your roots. Baby. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. You know, I have to make an effort, but it's expensive too because to go home is fucking it's so expensive to fly home. You know what I mean? Eight hour flight too. Yeah, exactly. How many hours yeah. is it? Eight hours. Well, eight hours. Oh, now okay. it's like 10 hours. Why? It used to be eight because it used there used to be a direct flight from or oh, there is again now but I used to fly through the Frankfurt. Condo flight. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But with KLM and stuff, you fly through Amsterdam and it's like a whole scene. Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm aware. 
It's a scene. Yeah. But you were saying that Paris is a different hustle compared to Berlin. Because yeah. I think that when I think of uh, the cities I've been to, the European cities, that um, because I'm, I'm heavily involved in the, in the, in the music uh, culture here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if there was another city that I think I would like to be in, it would be between Amsterdam and Paris. Even though, yeah, I think, yeah, Amsterdam and Paris is what I think of. So what do you mean by the hustle? Like Paris is good as well, but the hustle is different. Like how so? So it's way more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way harder to have because here we all live inside of Berlin. Yeah. Nobody's in the suburbs, right? So to afford living inside of Paris, it's definitely a luxury, but you can always have good plans. You know, like here, mm-hmm. sometimes you get altimeter. You can get that there too, but it's way harder. Also, the people, they don't have your time. <laughs> like if you have your friends and your family, they'd be great to you, this for sure. But most of the time, my experience when I meet stranger in Paris, in Paris when I meet stranger in Berlin, is totally different. I felt like, for example, when I used to party here alone, I would meet random people in the street, finish the night with them, and people seem to be more open. But in Paris, I feel because it's so expensive, life is so hard, the people, they don't have your time, so they, they want to make sure that they're spending quality time with, with somebody that can lead there somewhere. Right, so yeah, if, you are, if you're like a nobody to them, they might not yeah, be interested. Yeah, yeah. But Everybody's trying somebody, to climb the ladder. Sorry? Everybody's trying to climb the ladder. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to criticize them. I was born there myself. I have so much friends and family there. It's a great place. But And I, I get why people want to go there. It's just maybe I'm French, so I want to see some, something else, you know. And I think it's great for your music career and for so many things. And people will, will be very interested, you know, to, with you, like I'm sure. But it's definitely another mentality. It's a little bit more superficial mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. It's a lot about what you wear, who you hang out with. Yeah. And um, it's also felt a bit saturated, the opportunities, Mm. you know, in Mm. art and music. But what I feel, what the good thing is compared to here is that I feel like in Paris, once you make it, you make it. Mm. Yeah. You know, like it's more closed, like it's harder to get in when Berlin, you you can perform everywhere. You can have so many things, but like, like we're not German artists. We don't sing in German, for example, Mm -hmm. you know, so like we, it's like. I mean, me and my friend, we're never going to make it in, Germ- in the German market. You mm. know what I'm saying? I feel like it's right, yeah, you, that it's illusion. It's you make exactly. it in Berlin to have the, the, the industry or to say that you have and to have certain connections. But in terms of actually making like a living, you need to leave Berlin yeah. to do that. Exactly. As yeah. artists, for sure. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. need to, it's good to have a base because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. know, the, the rent in Paris might be doubled, tripled. You know? yeah, and the atmosphere in Berlin is great if you're an it's artist. Great. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's good to build and to network and to yeah. like create exactly. your portfolio and yeah. stuff like this to then exactly. go out in the world. But in Paris, yeah. you're saying you make it in Paris, you could stay there in Paris and you're Yeah, like, I feel that it's more like the music business in Paris seems like stronger, maybe a little bit more serious. I don't really know what I mean, but I feel like there's like great great opportunity that can really make you go to a certain level at some point. But mm. it's but you, but you need to work mm-hmm. your ass off still. Of course, yeah. This for sure. And um, in pa- in Berlin, also, what's good is that people have time and they're struggling less with money. So, like many times, you can do. They will work for free on projects. Yeah. It can help you to make your music video. I work for free on so many things. Also, when I came, but in Paris, it's way harder because yeah, life's hard. So they're like, uh, you have to pay people. You have to pay yeah. people. You know, I mean, except if you, yeah, if you can, I don't know, offer them like some other good opportunities or whatever. 
Um, but it's yeah, it's just a, it's just another hustle. But honestly, for everybody that is non-French and, and don't know really Paris and wants to go there, I recommend it to mm. everybody. Also because the Afro community is bigger there, and yeah. this yeah. is great. There's so many shops, so many events, mm. so many things. The white yeah, people yeah, are less true. ignorant in Paris, also. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying they're less racist in France, but I think they're way less ignorant. They don't. Mm-hmm. It's not like Germany where sometimes you feel like it's the first time they see a black person yeah. and they have all those crazy questions in their head. They don't know what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, yeah. they're more exposed to it in France, right? Yeah, Exactly. Not, yeah. In France, we're so many... They can't fuck with it. No? <laughs> <laughs> we had too many, you know. So, and in the eighties, for example, there was this group called the Black Dragons, which was a response to the Black Panthers, I think. Okay. Because in in the eighties, it was still very. For example, you take Châtelet, which is a very famous place. It's like maybe Alexander Place. I'm talking mm. shit, but like everybody, everybody go there for shopping or whatever. Uh, but. Now you see a lot of black people, Arabs, whatever. But in the 80s, it was dangerous for a mm. black person to walk there freely. They would, mm. they were like still a lot of skinheads, so yeah, like not yeah. neo-Nazi, yeah. but like skinheads guy. Yeah, they would yeah. even attack mother with their, with their oh, kids. Wow. So this guy from the suburbs called the Black Dragon, like like group of men, they came to Paris and they cleaned, they cleaned really? the place, they cleaned all the the, the skinheads, dude. And really? thanks to them, there are some documentaries on YouTube, like really yeah. DIY documentary, but really cool. And they explain it, and thanks to them, you know, we, we they can clear them out. Free. Exactly. Yeah. So I think uh, this is needed in Venice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but it, but is, it's okay. But you said, like, like Champs Elysees is what you're saying is like the. Ah, no, a Châtelet. Okay. Châtelet um, Léal is like um, is a shopping place. Ah, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Mm. Yeah, no, I've been to Paris. I love Paris. I feel like the, the, uh, the art scene in Paris is kind of. Yeah, it is very different from Berlin, and and you go to the museums. Yeah, yeah the, the like the visual art, it's like another just, level. It's yeah. another level. The fashion week, level. everything. The fashion yeah. is. I mean, people are yeah. a lot more ambitious. You feel like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally, they're way more ambitious. Yeah. They way like I see ninety deal. Like my boyfriend, he has a friend there. She's only nineteen years old or twenty. And she does fashion. She's and they're on it. She's like so on it. Yeah. Because what I guess when it's so expensive and you need yeah. to you need to do things and you have so much competition. Yeah. 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 Because if you don't, if you don't like do something well enough to make money or if you're not actually making a living from it yeah, then it, it doesn't make sense very quickly you know yeah. what I mean it very quickly becomes like a hobby yeah. r- rather than something you're actually trying to do mm-hmm. for real so the thing and is in like, Berlin it's exactly that we flirt with the ho- is that a hobby is a yeah, job, yeah. Like. but in Berlin it's matter because they'll pay you you're unemployed they'll pay you yeah. everything yeah. is cheap you know so you could you could you could try kind of indefinitely you know you could dabble indefinitely because there's no pressure to make that a thing because you because so many people just have like a hustle and anything they do or whatever it's just cheap and they they can afford to do it you know whereas like in 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 a big city like new york or or paris when it's expensive it's it's like yeah yeah they're making money or you're not you know so it's like you need to you need to pick you know you can't be a a, 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 you can't be trying for too long exactly and i guess it's good to also spend some time in those cities because then you really like you know really kick your ass like mm. I, I really wanted <laughs> to live in soak London. it up a little bit soak yeah. up the, the ambition exactly yeah. well as you said in Berlin we just feel like oh procrastination all the time oh, I do it tomorrow mm. tomorrow but Berlin is not going to stay like this forever mm-hmm. and we, we should be aware of that yeah why do you say that because it has changed already like if you if you check um, if you ask people that live here since 20 years for example 
it's crazy. Like I had a friend and I make I'm in this band called Asphalt Jellies and one of the members is from Paris also, but he lived there since 20 years, something like that. And he, he had a restaurant like from one day to another, he opened a restaurant in Kreuzberg. He just used to sell crepe, crepes with a friend and then they opened a restaurant because they had so many locals for free. Uh, that nobody was renting. You could get a flat. You could open a theater. Like I think in the nineties, from one day to another. And I think the yeah, yeah, people, that was that was the whole thing a, in the nineties. You know, crazy because like half the city became abandoned overnight. So mm -hmm. then we were like, yeah. we could do anything. Just you know, in. exactly. And I think the people start, uh, start were thinking that it would be like this forever. So they stay. It really stayed in Almaty, Berlin, it's true, and it's close, and nah, nah. mm. But then gentrification also kicked like other cities. Also Paris. When my mom tells me about Paris in the eighties, it was uh, in the nineties. It was not like Berlin in the nineties, but it was also really cool, mm. really, really, really cool, way more free. So like, eventually every every city. Yeah. Yeah, it's all the big cities. You know, it's just like you can't exactly. you can't run from it at some point. You cannot. First, the artist makes it cool. Then. Then everybody else, then everybody comes. else comes. Yeah. yeah. Then investors come, and then it's over. Yeah. Then there's no more art. <laughs> But exactly. yeah. Exactly. Oh my god. And you do so. What, what kind of art is it that you do other than? Because you spoke a little bit about what you do with your husband, mm -hmm. but you also perform, right? So you sing, you dance. Yeah. So I do. I do music. Uh, I like to rap. I like to sing. I like uh, poetry also, mainly in French and in English. Um, I work on my solo projects, but I also, so with this band, I just told mm. like Asphalt Jellies and I also work in this, I mean, sing in this collective called Sonic Interventions mm -hmm. and there we are a collective all, I mean, the whole collective is like 14 musicians, mm -hmm. but most of the time we play section of 12 or 10 or eight and it's musicians from all around the world. And we started actually in the, um, in the pandemic Uh, in Temple of Fulfilled, we were just doing jam because we mm -hmm. wanted to have fun and be happy. And people loved it and we started to get booked. So now we... And what kind of music is it? It's, oh, wow, it's like a lot, like it's a big... It's, we started with like many improvising, but it's, let's say, like old school Afrobeat, nice. free jazz. Yeah. I think I've so, seen like little videos of it. Did you all perform at um, X Jazz? Yeah, we perform at like yeah, Jazz, yeah. 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 Because I was shooting at extras and I like I missed that performance, but I saw videos of it and it looked like a real vibe. It look, it was it, incredible. Mm -hmm. The X Jazz, it was so funny because so my partner is our performer mm -hmm. and he took his, a T-shirt because I think he was. Oh, I'm so sad. I don't have exactly the detail, but I think I, it, yeah, it was 13 of May, and I think these dates is like a liberation day of slavery. I think in Haiti or some something like that. I don't want to talk uh, to which date. 13 of May, I think it's an important date in, okay. in like in the end of slavery, in like in like one I of the diasporic, yeah. one of the diaspora. But I'm not too sure. So he had the T-shirt where he wrote that, and then he burned the T-shirt on stage. Mm, but he told I nobody. Saw those yeah, right. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> that, was no, that was crazy. Nobody in the stage was like. <laughs> so the band didn't know either. Sorry. The band didn't no, know no, either. No, no, we didn't okay. know. Obviously, the place he didn't tell them because they would have said. Yeah, yeah they would have no, said. No, yeah, you can't like, no. set something on fire. <laughs> exactly. No. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No. And he was like. Ask for, uh, ask for what's it called? Um, not permission, but for shit. Was it? Was he lying? Uh, it's better to ask for forgiveness than, than permission. permission. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. a nice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah for that real. Was vibe. Yeah, that, that's how you make. Yeah. It, also, he's really on the moment, and he's been performing for so long. So that's really how you make like a, a show epic. I think it's mm -hmm. just like, yeah, just do it. You know. And I think this is part of the performance, and that's what I've learned. Uh, the, the last years of like 
how you make a performance real, you know, it's not only about being cute and make nice sound on stage. Mm-hmm. It's like how you make, you know, all, all this blood and sweat and it has yeah. to be real. Yeah. I think it, it yeah, shock people yeah. or make them feel something, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. because and that that's why the performance to me, that's why you enter the performance when, when it becomes really real. And I'm glad because the more I perform and the more the more I'm getting there. Because I had like a few inspiration when I when I discover like Marina Abramovic works for example. Mm-hmm. Or I so I mean I'm, I don't really do performance art. I, I mostly do singing. Sometimes I dance a little bit, or I can do something a little more abstract. But I, I really focus on music. But after this, like just discovering how how the risk she take, like she could literally die on stage. Yeah. Like honestly. And then I I watched this documentary movies in in the in in the cinema with my partner and some friends. Uh, like a few years ago, it's called System K, System K, and it's in Kinshasa in Congo. And they they show they film um, performers on the street, so they perform for free. They just have a message here because the situation in Congo is really bad. It's the richest country in the world, but but the p- p- people are, are the poorest because of like of everything that's happening, all the resources that are st- almost stolen. And you have those crazy Congolese artists who make crazy costumes from things they found on, on the street, on the trash. And they come and they make music or they're going to do performance and they roll on the street. They can bleed. They can. And I was like, oh, my God, like so, so much truth, you know, yeah, yeah. so much truth. Yeah. I'm like, this is performing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And also seeing the, the work of my of my partner and like and also the people in Sonic Intervention, the singer and stuff. So like I'm super happy because in Berlin I could really build this community. Mm-hmm. You know, it took me time, but yeah. I'm surrounded by incredible artists that also have incredible references. And and I every time I perform now with music, I, I feel that my body is really meeting my spirit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because sometimes you have the ideas, but because you didn't really train or something, you you cannot meet mm-hmm. those ideas you know and i feel like now they they're making one and it's it's getting, going greater and greater so that's that's good to to see yeah that's, mm, so that's nice. amazing and we will play in paris next week by the way really the yeah, end the 14th of july because uh, how i, I met being it's because we were connected with this nige nige afropollination yeah. so nige nige is this uh, label in uganda it's like an afro underground music label it's really cool so many electronic shit punk shit but all afro mm-hmm. and uh, they have a festival next week in paris uh point fort d'overbillier that's what's going to be happening and i will perform there with my partner and other friends and fortunately bingy is not there but there's like a crazy crazy lineup from from the label oh, exciting oh yeah it's gonna yeah. be great <laughs> nice i love those people they're crazy and then to get to do it in your home hometown oh, it's the first time i'm so scared of that <laughs> really it's your so first your time friends... performing home yes my first oh, time really? performing so home. you only perform you became a performer in berlin yeah totally i mean i grew i was born in paris but i grew up in the south in okay. toulouse and I was dancing a lot. I was doing like modern jazz and ballet and I was, I was performing on stage at every end of year of school, you know, stuff like that. But professionally, it's the first time I'm going to perform in, in France and I'm, I'm a little bit stressed out because oh, I know wow. that Paris has other standards. But thanks God, it's like nigga nigga party. So I know the people coming there are in this vibe, like the same kind of vibe that yeah. I am. But Paris is other standards, and Paris people they they're more critical because they are used mm. to see quality. Yeah, yeah. And in Berlin, I appreciate they give you so much love in Berlin. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but, we but, talk about this all the time. They no, give you a lot of room in Berlin yeah. to kind of do, it's and they're not too critical. You could kind of be anything. Yeah, everybody exactly. gets and like a, everybody is like, okay, you did you. Just, you know <laughs> what I mean? And everybody's exactly. like, whereas like it's not 
all that's not exactly what drives quality no, in a lot yeah, of ways no. you know you do need people to criticize what you're yeah, doing definitely against the yeah. standards of well yes against some standards yeah. you know what yeah, i mean and not just hand For out sure. participation medals yeah to and just not hand exactly. out participation medals to everyone yeah. and i think like paris even though paris, <laughs> even though paris because that's their they're thing right through. french they're people like... don't they don't give a fuck, But they, you know? they almost they're pride like, themselves on that. Exactly. Well, right? that's like, like that's, the whole, that's, I mean, when it comes to food, when it comes to wine, when it comes to cheese. That's the whole cartoonish, cheese, yeah. like, the whole French cartoonish be, thing, you know? Everything, yeah, literally. Yeah. They have a say in French words that mean <laughs> the best Perfection. of the best, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, up. no, exactly. Yeah. So coming back. But no pressure. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm like, shit, I can't fuck up this one. Yeah. Because in Berlin, in Berlin, most of the time, we come and we improvise and say we didn't really... L- I mean, it's not good also. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> in, but, in, but it's more because in Berlin, they're, more, they're really into abstract art. So they're yeah. going to be like, oh, this is art. And they're ex- but they, which is good. Also, which is interesting. But unfortunately, yeah, they don't really... They're not too critical. They're not too critical. But in yeah, Paris, yeah. they're not so open-minded. That's what I also don't mm. like. You know, like they're not really into anything that's abstract or underground. Yeah, yeah. I think it's... it's they're more dead. intellectual with, with their art. Sorry? They're more intellectual with their but eyes. Exactly. That. And that's what Frida Kahlo used to say when she was speaking about Paris. She was like, oh, I can't with those Parisian artists. They're in, they are intellectualized arts so yeah. much. And this is true. And they are also, they like the show. They like, like, oh, wow, like and mm-hmm. fire and big stuff. But when it becomes a little bit weird, they're like, oh, that's weird, you mm-hmm. know? So that's, but at the same time, they have quality standards. So yeah. like, and, and that's why I love London so much because I've, I feel that London have both. Yeah. London is so open-minded with anything that is abstract and underground. Like you can be an underground artist and have a great career there, I'm sure. But at the same time, they have so much quality because mm-hmm. they're so good, but still they are open-minded. So they're like, they have everything they like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because London is also very like, I mean, with Soho House and everything, you know, they're very, yeah. I don't want to say also intellectual artists, but yeah. they also but have they like, generations middle, of, you know what I mean? Yeah, but they have generations of like placing a lot of value on quality. And they're still super open-minded, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and then they have the whole diaspora and all the, you know, the exactly. African culture and everything. So that kind yeah. of fuses, I guess, with their history of yeah. aristocrats. Like a good totally. middle ground. Yeah. yeah, because Berlin is very much... Um, Berlin is very much born out of exactly that period you were talking about, the 90s, where yeah. like everything Any, was, anything was empty. Allowed. And then people said, okay, I want to open a cinema. I want to open a bar. I want to do whatever. And then mm-hmm. it, it became like... <laughs> and that's the culture here now. And that's why I heard when I... That's why I, when, I, when you do research on this, you say like... Uh, you hear people say like every person who ever wanted to own a cafe or a cinema or a bar, whatever, just did it. Yeah. You did know, because yeah. they, they could just do it. It was yeah. possible. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. But then it kind of it does open the world in terms of like you could kind of do anything you want but it's it's not there's nobody like yeah kind of setting boundaries nobody's like setting boundaries (laughs) for you in terms of like Okay, if you want to do this, like you, you need to do it well enough to yeah. do. You know what I mean? That's true. That's exactly how we started. That's why it's like this nowadays. Yeah, exactly. And it's a great city for artists because you could kind of you you could kind of because you then set your own boundaries. Exactly, and then, then you're free to express mm-hmm. yourself exactly as you want. Yeah. Are exactly. you gonna sell? I don't know, but at least you can explore exactly. yourself because this can also. It can destroy an artist also, all those yeah. things. You have to do it like that. Yeah. And I know a lot of singers, just to make it, like they're going to they're gonna come out with something super commercial. But if you mm-hmm. listen to the thing they were doing yeah. before, it was totally different, mm-hmm. but it was not selling. Mm-hmm. So they com- you have to compromise. Also, it, it depends what you want to do, you know. Like, exactly. I guess you can find a balance at some point, but... Exactly. 
but the cultural the the cultural background that like you know that 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 England and, and France came from you know they kind of were two bigger empires that just kind of simmer down you yeah. know what I mean yeah. like German history was like of course they had their empire or whatever but they they They've been through a lot, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. They, they were doing a lot, you know, and they, they had <laughs> they other objectives, you know, yeah. and they finally just calmed down and then yeah. they're like, okay, cool, maybe we should do other stuff now, you now know? <laughs> but I mean, you know, uh, England and, and France had, you know, they, they they had their empires and then they're very, they take pride in that. So then that kind of sets like the standards of like, you know, the upper echelons of everything. They, they want to be, you know, all these countries competing to be the best in, you know, they want to be the best in art. They want to mm. be the best in sport. They want to be the best in... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I, I don't know, it, it makes sense that maybe England is a good balance, you know, as in with Berlin being the extreme of no criticism and no <laughs> boundaries, you know what I mean? And Paris being like, exactly, yeah, yeah like no room for whatever, yeah. you know, it's either you're good or get off the stage exactly, kind of thing. Exactly, you like know? you have to be good, like yeah, you need to know like, how to rap, you need to know how to sing, like for real. It, yeah, 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 I feel like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've never experienced the, the art scene in in, uh, in England extensively. Of course, I, I've been to London, it's a great city, but I've never like dipped into experience like what the underground scene would Also would musically? Like. Yeah, yeah, because I would go, but I would go for a very short time and... Okay. and uh, Yeah, and then I have a lot of friends because it's the only English-speaking, like, well, ex-European nation, kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. and they have such a big Caribbean population. Yeah, right. So people leaving the Caribbean tend to either go to Canada, the States, or England, you know? Okay. So when I do go to London, they're friends and they have their own, you know what I mean? I was never... I think I, I never went into London and was like lost or like completely like alone the way I was when I came to Berlin and then I have to start from scratch, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like when I went to London, you know, I have friends there and then I, I'm not, they're not artists, so they, they have the things that they do, you know? I'm there for a week and then I'm there leading the charge, but then they just go to <laughs> shitty bars and then I'm like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like New York. It was so bad because New York was the same thing for me. Uh, an American guy did, an, did a, an exchange semester in Trinidad and he was from Brooklyn and I was showing him around. So I did all the like, yeah, so I've showed him around and he didn't know anything. So he just went with me and had a great time. But then when I went to New York, I, I kind of knew the scene that I wanted to get like that I wanted to see. Mm. And I hit up the DJs that I knew that we had the, the DJ we had yeah. on the podcast, Courtney, and she gave me like really cool underground spots. But then my, my friend is like from there and he's like, now it's my turn. Now follow me, you know? <laughs> and then he has me going to all these like super cheese, <laughs> like these super cheesy spots. that's like basically like Trinidad, or yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And he like, he meets me at this underground spot that, that Courtney was playing at, right? He meets me there. And the first thing, like, I don't know, he just arrived there and was like, oh, good, I found you. Yeah, let's get out of here. This, this music is for, like, you need drugs for sure. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm, like, having such a good time. And I'm just like, you mean we got... And he's like, yeah, yeah we're going to go to a real party now. You know what I mean? And then takes me to Cheeseville, you know what I mean? To, 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 to Chuck E. Cheese, you know, 51, playing Sean Paul. You know, and then starts, yeah, it was so bad. But so that's why I think in London is the same because then I have a lot of friends Mm -hmm. and then I go. And if I wanted to truly experience the scene, I would have to be like, yeah, I I don't want to see anybody. (laughs) I'm doing my own thing. Don't tell anybody you come in. Exactly. Don't plan anything to do with me. Exactly. For real. Just kind of 
do my own thing and that's yeah. why I feel like I haven't experienced it but but I, I mean I've read and I, I know that great things happen there but when For I sure. go to Paris I don't know anybody so then it's it's that feeling of like uh yeah just starting from the ground you know and then yeah. I just explore whatever spaces I want to go to explore and you know yeah yeah, and I'm, I'm just now thinking about this, and I'm like, yeah, I need to just sneak into London. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> they have too many people in London who want to, like, help. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. you work a lot with your partner. Yeah. Yeah? Mm. Um, do you just, like, does it come together in the performance, or do you work, like, from ideation of a song or something, like, with him? So like uh, everything actually that you just said, it can come from um, so like from discussion. We exchange ideas, for example, on on his brand. Uh, yeah, when it comes to the artistic direction or styling or inspiration, we we converse together on many topics. I, I try to advise him to helping on some stuff. He, for my music, gave me a lot of great advices too. Um, you know, and uh, also. The, uh, how to behave on stage or to move and stuff like that so sometimes we had, we're gonna just support each other on our work but we also perform together we we started in 2019 a friend of us was from the Balkans she did this music video and that, that was the second time we were meeting him and I in real and it's the first time we, we worked to, together but it was great it's like it's called Tripin from Katarina and it's a music video where we just see us dancing in the Balkans, in front of like brutalistic architectures, so most of them are memorials, and it looks so futuristic in a way. It looks really interesting, and I, and then people saw that, and it was at the beginning of our of our love, so it was very fresh, mm-hmm. very pure. So we can see this. Mm-hmm. So people are like, "Oh my god!" So like people start to book us, and that was just together. the second time you met. And on this okay. shooting, yeah, on this shoot, yeah, yeah, okay. It was the second, it was in 2019 because yeah. he came to to Berlin, and then I was like, oh, this is music video, let's do it together, yeah, no, no, no. And then it was the second time we were meet, physically meeting, yeah, okay. for the shoot, immediately. yeah, for the shoot, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was very, yeah, that was very yeah. fresh, and people saw that and they loved that. So they <laughs> sometimes they invite us to play together, and yeah. like, oh my god, well, we haven't, we're working on our stuff, but not this and that. But I know people <laughs> want to see that, so. Oh. Might as well do it, but sometimes we we like for example I was on, on tour with Bingy and Afro Polynesian crew um, this June and I was performing with Bingy and he was dancing so we do a lot of that I sing he dance and uh, I have a music video that just came out um, on Nowness uh, on the first of June um, so like I'm actually just featured on the song it's like a producer from uh, South Korea mm-hmm. uh, Bank Bank Jung Hyun and uh, I love the music so much that I was like oh let me. Organize the music knowledge. video, what and it's kind, also what kind of music? I don't even know how to uh, to to describe that, but it's uh, you could hear a little bit of jazz, a little bit of R and B, but it's really experimental. So like, and the beginning also, like the keys on the piano, kind of make things of like some like Asian, or maybe to me because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm European and I don't really know, I've never been there, but it has like some some Asian touch, like. Um, but, um, yeah, you should, you should see it for yourself, but it's very experimental. And she took, I didn't even record on, on, so so like I recorded on like a mostly like simple piano, uh, like drums, like jazz track, but she didn't really like what I did. So she was like, ah, sorry, but I'm not going to use it. And then she came back to me and she felt bad. She was like, oh, but like, 
I thought of, of what you did and actually come, came up with something totally different and she created this crazy... So she created something different to send fit what you did. Exactly. Okay. And what I like is that she, she just did, didn't put the, the vocals... Uh, in in like in in its lengths, she just separates it just and, and, and they are put yeah. effects, so it sounds crazy. Okay, nice. but it's it's a it's yes yeah, it's, it's a love song, but very very experimental, very beautiful, and it's called Love. So you guys mm-hmm. check it out. And we worked on this for two years, and that's that's the biggest project I think I did uh, in terms of performing on camera mm-hmm. with my partner and our daughter is in, in there too. And I'm How very very proud. Two years. Two. Two years, yeah. Uh, we started when I was pregnant. Like, we started one week before I gave birth. <laughs> okay, That's when wow. we did the first shot. Really? And we shot in Paris, we shot in Berlin. Because in, I discovered something, I mean, through a friend, something mm-hmm. called the Futuro House. It's like a big flying saucer. And there is one in Berlin, and there's like hundreds all over the world. I think I okay. saw the one. Probably in you Berlin. saw near yeah. Funk House on boats, like it's yeah, white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the water. Kind exactly, of. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we shot there, and there's one in Paris. The one in Paris is orange. So we shoot also there. It was like a flying disc type of thing. It looks like, yeah, it's an like alien some alien thing. Uh, yeah. flying saucer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there's this guy, I don't know, remember where he's come, but like either from the Netherlands, uh, but. Um, I don't even remember his name, but like the architecture, he did it in the 70s. So he looks very re- retro futuristic. Okay. When yeah, yeah, like yeah. how they saw the future yeah. in the yeah, 70s. Yeah, yeah. It's really this aesthetic. So it's, it's really cool. Um, so yeah. And then we shot also some part in the, in the studio. Uh, and that was the idea of the director, mm-hmm. Arabella Barch. Uh, she's a friend of mine, an amazing director. So yeah, I invite you guys to... To yeah, watch have it. a look. I, I really came out nice. on Nowness. On Nowness, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm glad because I really wanted Nowness. But it came on the peaks, peak sections. So yeah. It was not on the front page. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still good. It's still It's still, it's still on Nowness. Yeah, yeah, still on Nowness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still nice. Still nice for sure. But that's so good. So then you and your partner sort of, uh, uh, you go through the entire creative process together. You bounce yeah. ideas and then you, you perform together. Perform together. Then we do the brand together. So in this brand, I do styling mostly because I have such a big collection of like um, African headpieces and jewelry mm-hmm. from North Africa, from West Africa, from East. Like I'm, I'm very obsessed with that. So I styled, I love to style the models and I help a little bit on creative direction because I also wanted to I always wanted to work in fashion too but I didn't really want it to really go I mean mm-hmm. I just wanted to do like to work for a brand that I really like yeah. because it was not my my direction so yeah yeah I love his brand so it's just perfect That's so good yeah 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 we are blessed it's good it's not easy but it's great that we work together it's really our life it's like just that's so good dream so much. I always wanted change. that yeah, yeah. At, my ex is also artist but never worked we mm. never had the, the chemistry to do it because that's what I was going to ask. Mm. Like, does it, I mean, it must, I mean, every, every relationship is challenging in its own way, right? Yeah. But a relationship where you work and express yourself in the same space and with the person that you also have, you know, another whole other relationship with, you know, that must be tough at times, you know? Yeah, I've tough. never, I've never, I don't think any of my girlfriends in the past have been artists you know, or, or so I've never had such a relationship, mm-hmm. you know. So I just, I just wonder, like, how, how, why do you think this works as opposed to like <laughs> maybe another relationship uh, with an artist? I think it's because uh, it's the first time that I'm with a man where I really have, um, uh, like, we we really have a complicity. It's English. Is it an English word? 
like, like chemistry yeah chemistry but yeah. also on the on the friendship part uh, like i'm not just someone's girl you know i feel like i'm really a we, companion we, we, exactly companionship. We are partners exactly yeah. and we have a lot of love and understanding for each other so this already set it up on like on, on an equal mm-hmm. you know um on, on a yeah on an equal line i would say mm-hmm. and uh and we were very in, interested in working like it was not only me that wanted because I think before it was really me that was pushing my ex and also I was not really like my I was not really built up as an artist I think when I met him I was had like a little bit more experience exactly I was a little bit more established Mm -hmm. and um and he also wanted that he's also into working with 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 his partners in general so he really worked but you could still um witness the differences of like for example He's been an artist since he's 16. He quit school and, you know, he wa- you know, like mm-hmm. I, I always wanted to be an artist and I was doing some stuff on the side, but I'm only professional since a few years. Mm-hmm. So you could witness a gap between us still, you know, but it still worked because we're bringing to each other, you know, m- many things. And it's not always easy, man. Like it seems <laughs> easy. We make it look easy. But, <laughs> but it's like, it's a lot of, it's so much about the ego, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to accept to learn everything from scratch, you know. Really, but I think when you're in a room anyway, with, for example, in a room with ten many talented artists, that's what you have to do also. Yeah. And when you're in a couple, there's so many feelings involved and like insecurity or whatever bullshit. So like you really have to be able to like to to take it down. But also, I have a great communication with him most of the time. I mean, he's Capricorn and I'm Aquarius, so it's like air and earth. Sometimes we don't get each other. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm saying this, but me too. But no. <laughs> <laughs> but since we have the same moon sign, which is uh, Pisces and the same uh, rising, which is Aquarius, also. Uh, so, like, I guess it, it works. works. <laughs> we, make, we make it work. We make it work. But also, we have same objective. I think we really see, you know, like more or less, we see we have we have like similar directions in where we want to go. So, like, uh, so yeah, that's I guess that's why it's it's working. Yeah, you know? because I was watching this a uh, 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 tennis show. There's this tennis show on on Netflix called Breakpoint. Um, and I played tennis. That was my sport growing up. Mm, nice. um, but I, I fell off of it. And I mean, yeah, when I got to university and of course I'd, I'll always love it, but I haven't played in a long time and I haven't paid attention to the scene in a long time. So this show is great because it's on Netflix and it follows all the... So <laughs> to give a quick synopsis, basically we all know the big tennis names like Nadal and Federer and mm-hmm. all these names, right? But what's a little strange about tennis is that these guys have been running the game for like years and years and years now. You know what I mean? Like there are not many sports where you just have one person or a handful of people just winning everything all the time Mm -hmm. for 10 years. You know what I mean? So I think Djokovic is now like the greatest athlete, like the greatest athlete of all time in terms of the most titles won ever because he's just winning everything. So this show is about now that all these artists are now at the, like they're finally old, you know, like finally, they're like mid forties, still killing it, you know, but they're now finally old for athletes. Right. Um, So now the younger generation that grew up watching these guys when they were kids, but now they're now competing with them as they're all in their mid twenties and thirties, you know, now they have a chance to win now that all these guys are like getting just too old right mm-hmm. so it's it's that's why it, it's 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 really interesting i think and one of the characters one of the players that they follow is a, a, an italian 
Um, Barat, Bal, not Balotelli, he's a footballer. Anyway, there's a couple. And she said something, uh, because they're both professional tennis players, whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, tennis is an individual sport, so you spend a lot of time alone, especially if you're professional. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'd imagine it's good to have someone in that same line. Oh, so they, they're yeah. a couple of tennis players? Yeah, so they're a couple. One is Italian, one is... I think, she, I think she's American. Well, not... Yeah. But she said something once, and she said, yeah, it's nice to have someone that understands, like you know, what we have to do and what we're going through because tennis is an individual sport or whatever. But then she said, but let's just say it's really good when we're both winning, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. And oh, yes, I see. Yeah, I, feel, I know what you yeah. mean. <laughs> and, I thought, <laughs> and I thought about that same thing too, about it must, yeah. be, it must be a beautiful thing when you're able to share a space that you really care so much mm-hmm. about with your partner. And you that know? they care about it as much as you care and about that it, you can regardless both, yeah. of you. Because yeah. this concurrence competition thing is like it's very unhealthy, mm-hmm. but it can happen, especially that we get pregnant and sometimes we have to pause. Yeah. And, then, and you see the guy... Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta humble yourself. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yourself. I know I had, I had friends, like, they are, most of them, they work in movies, they're very successful, but when she got pregnant, it was hard for her because she didn't want to tell companies that she had her babies, and her man was having all these crazy mm-hmm. opportunities, and he was coming at home telling everything. She was like, I don't want to hear <laughs> <laughs> But if you're pregnant when you have hormones yeah. reagent. Yeah, exactly. You have your yeah, own yeah, battle yeah. going you on know? now, and your exactly. career is shifted to you, right you know? Now. Yeah, no, it's true. But then we should remember that, yeah, there's one, there's like one thing at a time. Yeah. And yeah, it should really not become competition. We really have to like support each other. And, but it's, it's inevitable. That's why like inner work is very important. We all have to work on ourselves. Exactly. Well, and as you say, you have to be able to put aside your ego. Exactly. And like, exactly. Humble yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Humble yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, like sometimes you're ahead, sometimes you're behind, you know, that's life. And And mm-hmm. having a child is a beautiful moment also. So mm-hmm. it's like it's nice to take times for that. And after you, you go back to your business. Exactly. Yeah. And he can't do that. You know, he needs you for that. Or, you know, yeah. like a man can't do that. You But know? for, for so. them, it's, it must be crazy because they're both tennis players. Like we, me and him, we don't, we don't exactly do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, I, so the, it's, you know, okay. but I guess when you're two tennis players or two rappers or two yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're, you're basically competitors. Be it's yeah. true. That's a yeah. good point because mm-hmm. when you're in the same like industry or within the same circles, it could kind of work. But then, like, if you're doing the like, if you're trying to achieve the exact same thing, and at least tennis, at least uh, in those competitions, there's a men's and a women's like competition. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're never competing mm-hmm. for the exact same yeah. spot. They have their yeah, own right. lane. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like in other things, like like music, like female and male rappers, they're all competing for the the same yeah. thing. The charts, you know I mean? basically. Yeah. The, same, like, the charts are the same. You know what I mean? Head, yeah. like brands mm-hmm. are competing for the you know clothes. are yeah. competing for mm-hmm. the you know what I mean? No, so the real. thing is like it's kind of tricky. It's tricky, you know? but you could see when, for example, when Rihanna and Chris Brown were together, I think it was so jealous of, mm-hmm. of her success. Yeah, honestly, because I even saw a documentary after where where a psychologist was saying that, and all this story when he beat her and stuff, but I think he could not bear that uh, his woman was bigger than him. Yeah. It, it, was, it was too hard mm-hmm. for him. Well, now, you know, she's with ASAP Rocky, and obviously she's bigger than him, but 
he's so in love with her and he's yeah. like, yeah, my mom, my woman's a boss. He's you know? excited. He's, <laughs> he's proud like, of her. He's, he's proud like, of her. And when you have that, good. exactly. Yeah. And he knows if I'm with, with, like, his ego works differently. Yeah. It's not like, <laughs> oh, she's better than me. It's more like, if I have a woman like that, it means that I'm also somebody. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and that's, and you know that that's cool, you know. So, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of inner work. Mm. It's a lot of exactly. inner work and understanding. Right. Yeah. And it comes down to that, really. It comes down to the work you do on yourself and your inner work and how yeah. you deal with it on the inside. Of course, you know it almost real, never has real. to do with because you're you're always happy when your partner or your yeah. friend or whoever is doing well. It's you're a team. We need yeah. to work as team. Like we're not against each other. We are yeah. together. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we need to support each other because at the end, if his success is my success too. Yeah. If he gets success, it's connection for me. Mm-hmm. It's more like you know, it's like more time for me and the same. You know, if I get success, he gets success as well. Mm-hmm. So like, we we need to think like that. There's an example that I really love is like of Joel Coltrane and Alice Coltrane. When they had like many child together and both of them were crazy jazz artists. But when he was preparing his album, he just locked himself in the grenier, like upper part of the house. In the attic? The loft. Yeah, the, attic the Under the roof. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, attic. yeah. The, attic. the attic. Storage, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, attic. Yeah. Okay, attic, okay. yeah. So he's, he's th- he's, he like closed himself there and he was just playing for like days and he was only coming out for dinner. You know, and she's also an artist and she also needs to work. But she was saying, she was explaining as children, daddy is creating something awesome. Daddy mm-hmm. is creating an incredible project. We mm-hmm. need to support him. And just when I think of that, I have good That's fun. So nice. yeah. Because I'm like, I don't even know if I will be able to do that because I'm like, I don't got else. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I'm alive too. You know, it's bullshit. Yeah. But she got it. She got it because yeah. she's a Muslim herself and she knows that it takes everything from your soul if you want to make something real. Mm-hmm. And this is my number one example. Every time I go crazy, I think of Alice Coltrane. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one to think of because, you know, I think about it um, now in the context of my relationships now. You know, I've, 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 never, I've never dated an artist. I've never dated someone in the same, doing the same thing, things that I do. I've always dated somebody that has something completely different mm-hmm. going on. And I think, I don't know, Sometimes it feels, because of course there are good times and bad, but sometimes it feels like, yeah, maybe there's, there needs to be or there should be a, a greater appreciation for what I need to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe I think sometimes that um, maybe the best relationship for me is a relationship where the other person is an artist and they can fully like get or appreciate, you know? Um, because understanding does come you know, uh, from people who I'm with and I do get great support, but sometimes it does feel like, yeah, maybe there's a, a, a small disconnect and because artists are strange in, in, mm-hmm. in how they, in how they create and work and, and, and think and, and just and, leave. And, and not and everybody live. understands yeah. the obsession. Not everybody exactly. understands the kind of love you can have for your craft. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I, th- I think about that from time to time. But then, of mm. course, like also being with an artist comes with its own challenges yeah. in yeah. terms of like what that means. So I think about this all the time and I always like to see like ASAP, Rocky and Rihanna. Yeah, I, I think it's so cool. But I think that ASAP, Rocky also... Had like had like a better career than Chris Brown, yeah. first of all. 
soul, right? Yeah, but he's also, sure, he also seems sure. to be more of like a spiritual person. Like, uh, like he seems like somebody who's done a bit of inner work, you know? Yeah, he's a rapper yeah, and stuff, he but he chill. has like a conscious. Yeah, yeah, he always seemed like a very, like, yeah. yeah like, like somebody, like he definitely goes on the beach and drops acid every few months. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think he like, waits for the beach, right? I, think, <laughs> I don't think he needs to go that far, you know? But I think 100%, I think I get that sense from him too. Yeah. And I think that when your achievements, even if you are all competing for chart spots, mm-hmm. you know, I think that if you have achieved enough, again, it's about yourself yeah. and your inner work. If you have done great things like ASAP has, you know, and like produced albums that are great and pro- produced, you know, great works, you know, mm-hmm. of, of, of art, you know. Then you find, yeah, but she's still bigger than him. And that's yeah. fine. At, at that time, but when that's she, fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. But like at that time, Chris Brown was still was really good. He was, he big. was the yeah. shit, you know. But still, he could he not just bear self esteem. Yeah, exactly. but you know, everybody yeah. was like, "Oh my God, Chris Brown!" But but he could not bear. <laughs> I'm just thinking about for months. <laughs> I'm thinking about as the, as the boyfriend. I mean, hundred percent. I think it's it's really. I think Chris Brown hasn't done this kind of work. Yeah, you, were, yeah, you know what? Just have self awareness. Exactly. I mean, I, I saw, I saw, I watched this documentary. I think we came out on Netflix about mm-hmm. him talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. And oh. it was and it him was talking this. about uh... after he hit Rihanna, yeah. Okay. And he spoke about it and 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 what happened and, and and why it happened. And he wasn't making excuses. He was just very open about it, saying that after having done all this inner work, you know, mm-hmm. after having done all the therapy that he needed to, because he was a star at 16. Yeah, yeah I mean, also, like, yeah, he never got to grow. You're like famous and you're 16 yeah. years old, like you could do it, you're doing whatever you want from the time you're 16. Oh, There's certain true. things, you know, by the time, I think when he hit Rihanna, he was in his early 20s yeah. or something. Yeah, he was still I mean? a kid. And he was, they were like sitting in his Lamborghini, yeah. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> At 21. You know, at 21 or whatever it was, yeah. you know? That's and <laughs> so he's, he was talking about it at that point in time, after having done all the work and and thought about it and saying in the bad place that he was in and whatever mm-hmm. and of course you know she's she's a Caribbean girl you know she ain't easy you know yeah. they fight, she, <laughs> have attitude you know, yeah. not, not as any you know she not, fire. exactly she she not making any you know she not taking nothing yeah. you know she so the thing is I thought uh, you know that. I, when I think of ASAP, he just seems like a, I guess they're older now. ASAP didn't have the mm. crazy success. Um, yeah, they're also older a, and wiser. Yeah, and I, I do agree with you. I think like once you have your success, once you have all the the badges and the stamps and mm. the labels and the the chart spots, you just kind of want good company. Exactly. So I could imagine yeah. you got to a place where it's like the the ego isn't that you know the competition isn't important anymore. I just want somebody I can hang out with. That, exactly. is, that gets it that yeah, who's yeah, been yeah. through the struggle exactly yeah yeah, Which, totally. yeah. 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 it's but, true yeah and I think about it, so then we could talk about now the kid mm. so your daughter <laughs> right is now two which yeah. is still, which is still very young you know yeah. what I mean she just yeah. started speaking her three languages right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so does she how, how do you uh, approach parenting as an artist in terms of like your child as a potential artist you know, like, what do you, do you think about that? Do you just like, you're just, are you just focusing on just being a good parent? Are you trying to Influence introduce them. her to like different forms of art or how, what's your approach? Do you see an artistic side in her? I mean, she's yeah. two, but yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like she, but it was crazy because when I was pregnant, people were like, oh, you can pause your career. You're having a child too soon. You have like, nothing concrete. It's such a bad time to have a child. No, no, no. And Totally not. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I had, like, it's only since, because 
I've, I'm an artist professionally. Like I make money with art since a few years, but I always had like some little job aside, you yeah. know, or studies and stuff. Mm. And it's only since I'm pregnant that I'm a full-time artist, you know? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like... Usually it goes yeah. the other way around, you know? Usually it's like <laughs> exactly. you stop doing something yeah. and it, uh, you know? But I think, I don't know if it's because of some like influential woman in the world that also got babies and stuff, but like so <laughs> many people reach out to me, oh, I want to shoot you. Mm -hmm. We got a job for moms, a pregnant woman and whatever. So I was still, I was still making my money. True. Okay. I think the feminist movement has come a long way within yeah. recent years and that could also be a big like... Right? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So it helped us. Especially if, you, <laughs> especially if you've been a name for yourself before as well and now so Especially if you already made a name for yourself, yeah, like before the pregnancy, and then now you're pregnant. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you can really be an artist and 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 a parent, and you know, it's not because you become a parent that you're gonna be this old boring lady and go to mm -hmm. bed at, at six or whatever you know you can very do both mm -hmm. you know a child is just going to give you more focus so it's mm -hmm. even better you're even more focused to work like i see my partner and i we way more focused than ever because we have this little child that needs us mm -hmm. you know and we we love her more than than life itself and berlin is very baby friendly i must say mm -hmm. i always take her to shoots i take her to sound check i take her to performance everybody is so into her mm -hmm. and it had made her very Uh, social she just goes to people super easily because she sees people all the time and she's surrounded by incredible artists mm. so she sings along she it's, even she raps sometimes she's like oh. da, 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 da. like just like, like, yeah. because she, she hears and she sees us she dance and uh, i i really see an artist in her i don't know if she will do it professionally mm. But she, she's born in an artist family. She's soaking up, she must be soaking up the influence all the time. But yeah, is, she living time, a, yeah. is she living a different life from how you grew up? Like, did you totally. grow up around artists? Or no. How did you, how was your upbringing? So my dad w was an engineer uh, and my mom was a housewife. And I had like a very normal protective childhood. You know, my parents had good money. I never missed anything. They were not struggling artists. <laughs> you know, like my dad did crazy studies. I didn't even have a degree, you know what I'm saying? So like, um, uh, and that's what my mom tells me all the time. She's like, I don't like the life. Like you're giving her, you didn't have a life like that. You had such a like good childhood and everything. And I'm like, but does she not have a good childhood? She has a good childhood. Yeah. Like obviously my parents had more money than me at, when yeah. they were 30 this for sure but uh but she has so much love still you know and what a child needs is love and we are still making our money you know we're good we cannot complain and uh, my mom is like at the beginning she was worried and mm -hmm. she still is worried from time to time but she sees that child is healthy child is happy mm -hmm. uh, and she she she's a great kid and she it's it's great for her like sometimes i'm so happy of the childhood i had honestly i cannot complain it was great but when i see everything she experiment at an age already i'm like wow this yeah. is great for a child you know i think the most important is that make sure that your surrounding is always safe always safe and that she gets the love and everything she needs and then it's game for when she see all those instruments or like sometimes she takes the microphone doing something it's true. Mm. so cool it's game yeah. for her like yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah. she's like parents yeah, yeah. are playing all the time and i get to play along <laughs> exactly for her that's what she sees so you know if one day She she doesn't want to studies or whatever. Like I hope she will make it good in school. I make sure still like yeah. you know that she makes it good in school. But if she want to do something else, maybe my connection and her desk connection could also help. You know, mm -hmm. like it's it's free. I just want, I want her to do whatever she wants to do. I just want her to work hard for it. But like when I see, for example, when I was studying, I was studying like um, languages with international trade, and 
only because I was afraid not to find a job because I wanted to study something with language, was more with literature, mm -hmm. theater and stuff. But France is so such an elitist country. And what you're going to get is like, oh, you're not going to find any job with that, you know? So, like, I wish I was just more of a rebel and just study. I would have studied art straight away, like mm -hmm. acting or music or whatever. But, like, yeah. I was afraid because I'm, I also don't come from an artist family. And for my parents, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, but this is not a job, mm -hmm. you know? Same thing with me. But when it calls you, know you it calls saying? you. When it calls you, it calls you. When you can go all, the, you, all you know? the distractions you want and try studying other things. Exactly. You're going to yeah. get there, like, yeah. no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm not mad at, at my parents. I, yeah. I understand their choice. You know, that's mm -hmm. not their universe, you know. I cannot... Yeah. I, they just wanted to protect me, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, and, yeah. and now they see it's working. Of course, I always worry every now and then, but... They're never they, not going to worry, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it's, but it's the same thing. I mean, I come from the same type of family, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, my dad's a lawyer. My mom was, was an accountant, but housewife mm -hmm. after my sister was born. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it was the same thing for me. There was no... Uh, I mean... I was presented the illusion of choice, but the <laughs> <laughs> the fact yeah. is engineer or lawyer. <laughs> exactly. yeah. That's the, it. But the fact is, is that I I could have never, in my mother's words, over my dead body, right, <laughs> like said I want to study like arts or music or something. Mm. There would have been because I mean that it, it's what you said. That's just not their world. That's, That's not, not their what world. they came from. Yeah, they exactly. grew up very poor. You know, from both from poor families, mm -hmm. they didn't have, and, and then they made it, um, mm -hmm. and they made it. And they made like it we didn't make studying, it for you to go and undertake. You know, it now. yeah, yeah, we didn't make it for you to go and take chances now doing yeah. whatever it is. You, you know what I mean? We made it, and they work hard, and you know, so I, I could. I, it's the same thing. I, I can't fault them. You know, yeah. it's what they know, and it's what they they went with the safest option in their mind. I can't exactly. fault them for that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. But yeah, I totally understand. Yeah. That it was just like I would have done something a lot sooner, but it just wasn't. Is, a thing and also yeah. where i'm from i mean like i mean i'm, I'm from a from an island in the caribbean you know mm -hmm. so there's a ceiling of course you could get involved in the mm -hmm. artistic scene or but if you think it's tough to make it as an artist in a big city in europe try the caribbean try, the caribbean. try making yeah. it as an artist like, in a small island no it's true it's <laughs> yeah, yeah either yeah. part of the circle that already has money and then you can make it exactly. otherwise if you want to make art you're poor yeah, you yeah. Have straight have, up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's what our parents are used to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's and that's why when my mom saw me singing in like in clubs in the beginning, like there was like video on Facebook back in the days, and people were singing, "Oh, I see your daughter singing at a club," and they think it's something so bad. But I'm like, "Do you think I'm gonna start at the Olympia? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like you need Everybody to start somewhere. somewhere." And they don't get that. They're like, yeah. "Oh, I'm singing a club. There's drugs. There's a prostitute. There's whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's practice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But it's true, but that's why also, like, in some places, like, there are so many talented artists, mm -hmm. but because they're not in the, they don't have the right visa, they're yeah. not in the right place, they don't have the money, they, they can never I think about this whole time, make it. the amount of talent they have in Africa, in places like the Caribbean, mm -hmm. compared to the talent that gets pushed here, that yes. gets money thrown at them, I'm just I, like... Me too, I'm like, what? <laughs> And that's why we have we have a European privilege. We, yeah. we have to fucking use it. Make use of it. Yeah, yeah like yeah. make use of it in any way we mm. can, you know? Mm. Because we have everything here. Yeah. So like and that's when I saw the um the last time I saw you I was at the opening of when the singing song rises or something. Ah yes, yes. I was the there with Nash. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, the yeah. silent song rises and oh, they yeah, did the yeah. performance. Mm -hmm. And that's where I had spoken to you shortly about the podcast. Ah, okay, yeah. And um they nice. did the they did this performance and it was it was so like I didn't know Danesh was just like, let's go to this like my friend's doing this exhibition, you're like the opening and we went and they were like they did music and they did dance and they did this whole piece basically about the emotion of what it means to come to Europe. 
as an African person. But I was sitting there and I was listening to the music and I was watching them dance and I was like, this could be home. You know, this so could be around. It was the performance with uh, the three other painters yeah. and my, my, my boyfriend, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, your, yeah. your boyfriend, um, Selassie was Selassie, there Selassie, exactly. Tomias Beverly. Yeah. Eli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on the music was Keshu, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That one. Mm -hmm. And um, But yeah, it was just like, it was, it was very spiritual, very African, but it was very much like this moment of, yeah, fuck, I'm seeing my people taking up space in Germany. And this makes me really fucking happy. I'm yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? For yeah, real. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It and was the, a historical moment for beautiful. Berlin. This, only, only those black artists, mm -hmm. like paint, old painters, old dancers, or, sing, or rappers, and but all edgy, you know? You mm -hmm. know, like, ah, oh, it was so nice. Because yeah. Berlin really needed that. They need it. And there's, mm -hmm. I can feel something coming up right now yes, in that too. space in definitely. general. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. right now, yeah, right now the Afro and the Latin community is really getting Taking up a push space. on the main stage came <laughs> mm -hmm. with with Bruno Boy and Bad Bunny and all of them and started yeah. taking up space on the charts and then all of a sudden everybody was like well wait now you know and then I think <laughs> I think that's what like yeah. turned the heads you know what I mean so then it trickled down and it's really like coming up now yeah. but again it comes back to um the the source of of the of the culture music exactly it's that circles like yeah. it just yeah. comes and back like, how do you how do you how do you move that how do you facilitate that how do you facilitate the opportunities in europe with the talent that's home you yeah. know what i mean i mean that's why we made this collective right because you asked yeah. us like what this collective like mm -hmm. what we do and mm -hmm. we, we formed this because we're two trinidadians in berlin and um i mean i don't i'm not european i don't have a european passport so i i I have my own privileges that allowed me to make my way and study here and stay here after some time, yeah. you know. Um, but there's a there's a, there are a lot of people at home and throughout the Caribbean that that can't afford to study, mm. you know, mm. just to get a visa or you know what I mean. Yeah, that makes so me the thing so is, yeah. is, that makes me so mad because we can go there as much as we want. Yeah, I can travel with five euro on my account. Nobody's gonna ask me, mm. <laughs> and it's and it's horrible exactly. when you go to mm. and there's so many incredible artists. For example, even from the label Nigi that wants to tour or wants to come here for a shoot or whatever, but they don't get the visa. Mm. Yeah, and who makes yeah, yeah. the definition of the visa? Yeah, yeah. Somebody sitting in his fucking office. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not today. I, not don't have, for you. I don't have time to read through this. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So really. It's lotteries. It really depends on who's on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> and it's just like it, 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 it puts such a block on the potential of the culture mm -hmm. in Berlin, and that's exactly. what I think yeah. the collective. When we, one of the aims that we have with this collective is trying to stir the pot in Berlin and try and like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we have bring more bring more you know what I mean and kinda, but also for home like know? spread like and like yeah. guy, like home exactly. guys this is what's going on in Berlin right so now, now they you know, know that yes, they yes. have a place and they have because we have to facilitate because because a lot of the places here you know it's 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 they don't necessarily like Berlin is great because you could come and do anything hmm. but that doesn't mean that they're like helping you to come and do mm -mm, whatever mm -mm, you yeah. know what i mean yeah. and i think that's really on the smaller groups within berlin and that's mm -hmm. like within the smaller afrocentric groups and caribbean centric groups mm -hmm. and latin american yeah. centric groups in berlin trying to they're the ones that have to take the initiatives to pull the talent from yeah yeah exactly yeah. it's on us you know? yeah. exactly it's on us yeah because yeah. germany is not reaching out and, no. and being like hey, you guys want to move to germany yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean no, like it's just so the thing is it's 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 honest yeah. to, and also honest to like document it and archive it and like show Definitely. germany and show back home like this is what's going on right now exactly in places like berlin because berlin needs the culture yeah like they need yeah you know and they also need population because germany 
except like the whole Germany except Berlin apparently the it's like they don't have enough they don't make enough children mm-hmm. so they have the demographic it, is shrinking there's a bit exactly. like a really? weird for a demographic yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and, I believe and the old people are there's not enough young people to pay the taxes to sustain the old people the old people well. exactly yeah. because they don't make enough children yeah so and really? Berlin is the only but Berlin is different because Berlin is different right? so people do children but like when you get out of Germany is is different so sometimes I was like I don't know I, I was in my conspiracy theory mode and I was like oh maybe that's why they got all like at some point Merkel she was like okay let all the refugee come in mm. but at the same time they don't give them job permits mm. and the only way to stay is either you make a baby or you get married mm. so <laughs> <laughs> well but they don't it's true because they're like i have so many friends that came by boat you know like mm-hmm. give me those crazy stories and stuff and fucking talented people and sometimes they end up sending weed on the park and they don't yeah. smoke themselves they don't know shit about but the that's drug. the only way to make money that's the but only way to make money or you need to do. find to get married and make yeah. a baby you know yeah. and i'm like even lo- some lawyers some social lawyers sometimes they would advise this it's like guy there's no other yeah. way for you to get the paper except that you oh. know but how am it's I gonna terrible. find a wife if I have no job <laughs> that's the thing like it's, well, it's a mind <laughs> if you're an artist you uh. know everybody pointing us I mean you know <laughs> for real but yeah it's but it's really on us I, I, I honestly I believe that and because the government is not going to do it so yeah when we have a connection we are between two worlds you know you and mm-hmm. i we are really bet- in between two worlds and we have the power to make change so let's let's really do it because it's not only for us it's for it's for so many people and young people that are it's for the next generation of yeah. coming up yeah. exactly yeah. some people mm-hmm. made the way for us already exactly. so now it's yeah. our turn I take it this, I'm not saying like you have to do that you have to do it i think you guys want to but, do it generally already and it's great so like you know, let's let's just do it because they need they need us so much. Hundred mm. percent. Yeah. So, what are some upcoming projects that you have? So, um, new yeah. stuff? Any, yeah, mm-hmm. any new stuff that you have coming? Definitely. So there is this. Um, so like for the Parisian people, uh, on the 14th of July, it's going to be this Nige Nige Pan African. Uh, Music events, oh, la crème de la crème, Afro <laughs> underground. <laughs> oh my god, the lineup is crazy! <gasps> I'm so happy to be part of it, and we're gonna perform with uh, with my partner, with Keshu, that also performed at this opening, mm. and and uh, Biano Caboco, incredible uh, Brazilian musician. And at the same time, there's an exhibition of um, of uh, Casapio, like the clothes, mm, because uh, yeah, we did like a collaboration with Pan African Music, with like a, yeah. a channel. Who organizing the event? Organize the event. So we're gonna be selling some clothes and make some dope music. So that's 14th of July in Paris. Then on the 23rd of July, there's IO Festival. It's from the Frick de l'Afrique people. Mm-hmm. I will be performing there with this collective Sonic Interventions. Uh, on the 29th of July, uh, we do a, a performance in House der Kultur in der Welt with uh, Zora Snake, who is an incredible dancer performer from Cameroon. Uh, There's going to be my partner, Exocé, and uh, Nani Kale, who is a friend of mine, incredible artist, singer, healer, like, uh, yeah. So we're going to we're gonna do, so because they're having, they have this whole uh, exhibition on, like, the relationship with AI and ritualistic practices. Okay. Yeah. So wow. it's going to be very interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're inviting, I think it's, yeah, it goes the whole weekend, or but definitely 29th. And yeah, it's really interesting. So we are still researching now what kind of performance we're going to present, but it's going to be very interesting because 
yeah, there's so many things that we need to learn from our ancestor and bring back to the new yeah. world because AI is great, but are we using it for the for the right reasons, you know? Mm. And all this access to knowledge and to data, you know, like every research that we go that we do on the internet, it goes to like it go, I think there is a night in Iceland, it's like every data that's stocked there on those big mm-hmm. like Big, big like furnitures of yeah, data yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's yeah, yeah. warming it's warming it's yeah, warming yeah, yeah. up and it contributes to global warming yeah, and we yeah. just hear oh my god what yeah. is uh, Brad Pitt wearing today you know like well, because we don't know because most of us we don't think about the fact that we like, don't know yeah, yeah we're not aware of it and mm-hmm. we think wow it's accessible it's accessible to everybody oh my god but what is the limit what are the limits to that actually you know and yeah what are we what are we doing with the earth? We're killing the earth. So, mm-hmm. and our ancestors they were so in touch with nature. They they knew they knew how to how to make one with nature. So like, yeah, we we're gonna like make a performance mm-hmm. around those two worlds. Mm-hmm. And then on the thirtieth, I play again with Sonic Interventions um, at Gaswerk. It's it's a it's a Gaswerk festival. It's gonna be a very nice lineup. It's a place next to Funk House, uh, yeah, in Berlin. And then on the yeah, the next date I have in August uh, is on the 25th of August, but I don't remember the name of the event, but it's going to be a very beautiful event, and I'm going, mainly going to do some poetry, and my uh, partner will be there as well. So, yeah, that's what's mm-hmm. up for okay. now. Nice. That's <laughs> exciting. It sounds like you have a full calendar. It sounds yeah. like your summer's going well, yeah? <laughs> so it's it. Yeah, yeah, it's, so going, it's going nice. Yes, yes, thanks, yeah. God. Cool. I give thanks for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming thank to chat you. with yeah. us. Oh, that was you know? amazing. Share your, share your, um, where can people find you? So, your and your, yeah. yeah. The easiest would be my Instagram, which is Tiskin, T-I-S-S-K-E-E-N. Uh, and then my YouTube channel is Astanka, A-S-T-A-N-K-R. But uh, yeah, I update most of my things on, on Instagram. Okay, nice. So yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, well, we'll we add the dates in the in the caption and perfect. Mm-hmm. For sure. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so Thanks. much for coming. Thank you so much. Yeah.